0: Uber and Lyft have rolled out updates to their mandatory app for drivers that has kind of changed the game for them a little bit. After installing this update to the app, the drivers noticed that they could no longer see how much the rider was paying for any given trip. So in place of that section of the fare breakdown on the app, drivers are directed to a web link that shows a weekly breakdown of their fares, how much Lyft took, and how much all of their riders paid during that time period in aggregate. But when a driver looks at their history, the app now only tells them what they earned, not the total of what the rider paid, if that Hmm. makes sense. Okay. So... What this has kind of brought about is this idea that it's almost secretive how much Lyft is making versus how much they're paying their drivers. And if you remember kind of that tip controversy that went on with what was the delivery service, the food delivery service? Oh, I don't remember. Um, I mean, there's DoorDash. There's Postmates. I don't want to slander one of them unnecessarily. (laughs) But but, uh, more and more, it feels like with these gig economy type things... What the company is making is they're trying to kind of cloud that a little bit to hide that maybe from the people that are doing the actual work, like the drivers and mm-hmm. that kind of thing, so that there's not this feeling of really like I did this and made this much and the company took X amount from that overall total profit, if that makes sense. Yeah.
1: And, you know, I, I, as we were prepping for this, I tried to look at it from the the Lyft perspective, like why would Lyft want to do this and how might it be beneficial? Right. And it's really difficult to come up with a reasoning um, because really the reasoning they give is that this is supposed to be more straightforward for you, the driver. Mm -hmm. When you look at your information and you look at how much you're making a week, um, you know, uh, and you can better judge um, your finances, like it's basically supposed to demystify what you're making as a driver. But to a degree, I think it actually does the opposite. Yeah. Um, I mean, really what this is doing is it's further decoupling what the rider earns. Excuse me. No, what the rider pays versus what the driver earns. It's decoupling those two. So there's less of an understanding, actually, on if your performance, your star rating, Uh your conversational ability, your you know, like if you speed or if you don't speed or like little things that actually impact the flavor of the ride. Yeah. It's it's less clear on if that actually impacts what you earn because now there's two separate pay structures and calculations. There's the rider pays lift and then now a whole new calculation of what lift wants to pay the driver and there's less clarity on, okay, well, if they pay the driver paid this much, how what percentage am I making? Um, and it It really, in my opinion, doesn't do a lot to justify some of the um, legal conversations going on right now between Uber, Lyft and uh, California. So, I mean, we're always going to be talking AB5 when we bring up Uber and Lyft because right now the legal conversation is um, our drivers are independent contractors And their argument is actually they are not an essential part of the business. So we don't have to classify them as employees, which I think is a a funny argument. Yes, interesting argument that they chose to die on. Um, But beyond that, um, that argument is kind of rooted in if you're an independent contractor, uh, then really Lyft is only there to facilitate a payment Or a, uh, you know, a handshake basically between driver and rider. Right. But by doing this, Lyft is now the employer because basically they're taking the money and then in a new calculation paying the drivers based on some algorithm or, or some decision of performance. So actually what they're saying legally is not what's being reflected in these business practices. So it's just bringing up a lot of conflict and a lot of questions as to why is this the move forward and how are they going to back this up while they're embroiled in a legal argument for how should we even classify our employees? It seems like... They're kind of shooting themselves in the foot a little bit,
0: yeah, and at most places where you work, and maybe I'm wrong about this, but at most places where you work, you understand if there is this kind of setup, like say you're in business development here at Market scale, hmm. uh, you know what percentage of every sale that you make comes back to you in terms of commission, like right. when it comes to pay, you know what the structure is, and now, in this case it's kind of been hidden behind a veil of okay well for every ride I do, like how much am I actually making of the overall percentage? And that, right. feels, that feels shady. And to kind of go along with a little bit of what we're talking about when it comes to gig economy stuff and when it comes to uh, what drivers actually make, there were some statistics that came out on Morning Brew this morning from a paper that was written that says only 16% of rides were tipped uh, so only 16% of people that ride in Uber and Lyft are tipping. Huh. Only 1% of riders always tipped. Riders with five-star ratings tipped twice as often and 14% more than 4.75-star riders. Wow, so, that's
1: actually a pretty big discrepancy it, there. It really is. Yeah,
0: and also male riders were 19% more likely to tip. Just a random, a random thing. But just as we talk about, uh, maybe how much they're getting paid per ride. Considering in the fact that not many people are tipping at right. all, it would be helpful to know what percentage of the overall cost of the ride to the rider is going to the driver. I right,
1: think. and if there are ongoing conversations about, you know, riders feel like, or excuse me, drivers feel like they uh, aren't being paid adequately, or like their wages aren't mm-hmm. reflected of the work they're giving, or they just cannot subsist off of, you know, uh whatever a 40-hour wage is with Uber or Lyft, um we need to be talking about what is the tipping culture yes in taking, uh, you know, some kind of service like this. Um and should we even be encouraging tipping as a core money-making aspect of this industry? It's a good question. Um, you know, it it just goes back to how we treat different industries and how we treat paying people in those different industries. And personally, you know, I I think um, just a better flat wage is more consistent, obviously, considering literally no one tips. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not the most consistent thing and probably not super exciting for drivers. But I do also enjoy the incentive behind tipping, which is like if you perform a better uh, service, if you um, you know, are more friendly, more amicable, you drove better, took a better route, were more careful on the road, then you're maybe more deserving of a higher tip. And that really, you know, encompasses the meritocracy aspect of what I think this is trying to be. However, it's just hard to calculate if that's really what's going on, because you don't know if you're being paid for your merits. So,
0: exactly. It's tough.
1: This was a snippet from Business Casual with Daniel Litwin and Tyler Kern. Your B2B morning radio show. Tune in Wednesdays and Fridays at 9 a.m. Central on the Simple Radio app or MarketScale.com/Industries. I'm tired of boring marketing content? Don't have the time or budget to create the videos your company needs? MarketScale may be able to help. Ask us how we can create content for your company today.